foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. Over the past several weeks, we've been looking at the wiles of the enemy in the form of self-defense mechanisms. Defense mechanisms as a whole is defined as the ways in which people react to frustration and conflict by deceiving themselves about their real desire and goals in an effort to maintain their self-esteem and to avoid anxiety. And so we've covered denial, which is denying the existence of painful facts, rationalization, which is giving excuses for our behavior, projection, which is shifting the blame to someone else's fault, and then regression, which is reverting to immature behavior. So today we're going to start with repression. So what is repression, Janie? Repression is where you really withdraw and stifle what you're feeling. You don't let the sulking come out. You don't let the temper tantrum come out. You don't let the weeping come out, but you will just simply repress it. So you hold it in your heart? You hold it in your heart and stop and think about a pressure cooker. You put food in a pressure cooker Mm -hmm. and then you put a weight on there and that weight is like repression. It holds everything down. But what happens when in that pressure cooker you turn the heat up on the stove a little too much? That pressure mounts. Mounts and mounts and then your weight that was holding everything down explodes You hear a screaming, hissing noise Uh from the pressure cooker, and everything explodes. Okay. And damage is usually done not only to what's on the outside of the pressure cooker, all over the kitchen cabinet or what have you, but it's also ruined the food that's inside. Okay. Does that give you a vivid enough... Right. So... Basically, when you repress it, you hold on to it until a later time, and then you just explode when something sets it off. Yes. And Sharon, you don't know why, because the thoughts that trigger the explosion have been accumulating over a long period of time, but they're jumbled in anger. They're stuffed with anxiety, fears that the misery will not stop because the thoughts keep getting replayed and replayed, or perhaps the offenses keep occurring. Well, and I find that some of the explosions come from hurt feelings. And some of those hurt feelings are feelings from my childhood, things that I have stuffed down, hurts and wounds, from broken relationships, 
hurts that I've received from from people that I really loved and cared about. Well, you have really been addressing one company of people, and that is the people that fall into the divorced group. Mm. And with a divorce rate of well over 50 percent, divorce is a real issue. And I find that sometimes once the divorce has happened, the people repress the feelings, the thoughts of how did this ever happen? Right. Yeah. And those feelings and emotions and thinking all lie under the surface. It's just too painful to have daily discussion on them. But I know I had the privilege of speaking to one person who's gone through this trauma in the last few years and just inquiring about the ex brought an explosion right because it opened up a bag that had been zip tight Mm -hmm. and so they were having to remember the trauma and sometimes it's the disgust sometimes it's just that the pain is still going on and we're repressing it so the divorced person does have a special issue with repression okay so when you talk about those kinds of situations, does holding on to unforgiveness or anything like that cause us to repress any differently? Because we're unaware of this action. These these self-defense mechanisms are unconscious. They are our natural way of handling stress, handling difficult, painful situations and circumstances. So we're not purposefully repressing things. We're just trying to get through it. So how do we do that? Well, you said one word here, Sharon, that really probably needs a little attention, and that is uh, unforgiveness. And if I acknowledge that I have unforgiveness, then I'm having to accept part of the responsibility in forgiving something that devastated me when I didn't know I was doing anything wrong. Okay. So one of the things we can always do when any kind of defense mechanism or bad feelings or bad thinking is in our life, going back and saying, Lord, You forgave me for everything, things I understood and was guilty of, things that I didn't know I was doing wrong, but was against your heart. So basically, you're saying that we need to take every thought captive. Yes. The scriptures say that in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Well, and Sharon, if you go back to that text and in uh, verse 4, it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. And right there I could insert they are not defense mechanisms that Mm -hmm. we're going to use. Mm -hmm. All defense mechanisms, repression included, is a carnal means of dealing with truth but it says 
mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. So we have to find out how we are mighty in God so we don't use the carnal defense mechanisms to heal hurts, substitute pains, and bury what we don't know how to deal with. So it's about taking everything back to Jesus Christ in prayer, in surrender, Right. It is. And I think a verse that we can go back and summarize the hope that we have in these dilemmas is really found in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Okay. And share it says now to him, God Almighty, Lord Jesus Christ, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. That's a mouthful. But what it's doing, it's saying, rather than defense mechanisms, Mm -hmm. we have an exceedingly abundantly better way to deal with life. And that's according to the power that already works within us. And that is for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ in who we are. And it says it goes to all generations forever and ever. So perhaps I'm unconscious of where I'm going wrong. Perhaps I've got unforgiveness in my heart. Perhaps there is so much pain that I can't think straight. Whatever it is that is not causing me or allowing me to live with a peace that passes understanding, Mm -hmm. the calmness that calms any storm, that I can live in tranquility because that's the character of the person we're talking about in Ephesians 3.20. Anything that rattles my cage, then I need to stop and reckon okay on the truth of the scriptures so that repression doesn't dominate me no matter how aware i am of it or how unaware right. i am of it well you know janie this has really been good for me because i guess um letting it be exposed i think is really really key for me because i didn't really know that I was using defense mechanisms. I was pretty oblivious to it until I started hearing what it looked like when I was doing it. Ah, okay. And so when I hear what it looks like, I can recognize it in myself, and therefore I can stop. when, Even if I'm in the middle of it, I've caught myself. And, and you know, whether it's regression or repression, and denial, projection, you know, all of those things that we've talked about, I can say, okay, this is a self-defense mechanism, and I'm not going to go there, and turn it over to the Lord, and ask the Lord to help me through that particular situation, so that I am not acting immature in regression, or becoming a pressure cooker and exploding all over my family and friends, right? So those are things that I think are really, really important for all of us to understand what these defense mechanisms look like 
so they will no longer be able to dominate our lives. And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.